Welcome to the SOB Podcast. Everything fun about family dysfunction with your hosts, Shannon Livingston and Joe Lobosco. This podcast covers it all from mobsters to motherhood and strip clubs to Sunday school with candid conversations on everything from surviving to thriving. Hello and welcome to another episode of the SOB podcast, the son of a bitch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Shannon Livingston. I am the bitch. And I was staring at the stage light too long, so I can't really see right now. So you can't see your notes? I cannot see my notes, but yeah, I'm Joe. I'm the son. And uh, today we are going to talk about the public school, not just public school, but the school system. Oh, okay. In America. Hot topic during COVID when people found out what the hell was going on in the classrooms. God. Well, there were a lot of those classrooms were empty. That's, you know, that was part of the problem. I'm not talking about empty classrooms. I'm talking about people having to help their kids with their assignments over Zoom. And for the first Uh time, seeing what was going on in the classrooms. You know, I volunteered in your classrooms uh, and was always... You know, I, I knew the teachers. I set up um, extra um, what are the meetings, mm-hmm. consultations with the teachers, not just because you had an IEP. Um, Individualized education plan. Yeah. And the shunt, which made it dangerous for, you know, bullies to smack you around or whatever. Um, but I really did have a lot of respect for teachers in, in general, and I wanted to be helpful and yeah. do kind of some of the nonsense, cut and paste, bulletin it's, board, whatever stuff, so that they could pay attention to the kids. It's very often a thankless job. Yeah. They're severely underpaid. I have had some great teachers. I've had some not so good teachers, yeah. but most of them. I let them know, too. Yeah, we're, <laughs> but, we're yeah. pretty good. You had some great teachers. So. I know that you have moved around a lot. My school experience was one town. Vastly different. Yeah. Kindergarten through graduation. uh, Knew most of the people my whole life. We had, you know, different elementary schools, of course, that merged into a junior high. We had junior high that was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. Yeah, That's how they do it in the Midwest. And then high school was 10, 11, 12. Uh, so I, I knew most of the people I was fairly popular just because we all knew each other and, you know, I wasn't beaten with an ugly stick too badly. So, uh, people responded to me and, um, you kind of had a different, a different experience, (laughs) uh, because you were a little different socially. You're a little more socially awkward and we moved around. I've got my social skills have gotten better since to the point where now I feel like I have too many friends and everybody's always trying to do something. And I You've just want to relax. You've caught up. Um, but yeah, I we moved around a lot. I did have some some difficulties learning how to interact with the other kids. I was much more comfortable around adults, mm-hmm. uh, which was who you know was hanging around at our house. We didn't. I didn't have a lot of play dates at home until I got a little older. No, I would watch my supplier's kids while he went and picked up shit for us to sell. But other than that, so, most yeah. of the people that like, they're just not kids in my family no. or anything yeah. like that. I was much more comfortable having dinner with dangerous criminals yeah. than going to the second grade. Um, but that's, you know, that's how it goes. It, it, it was interesting for me because very early on, uh, 
I went to school with kids primarily from the city or well from all over, but well, it was you, a more urban environment. You started at 18 months old, actually. Yeah. And uh, that was for a, it was a developmentally um, disabled uh, program. Mm -hmm. So uh, you were very developmentally delayed and you were having multiple brain surgeries and your brain has since um, really healed and, and caught up and you, you just kind of processed in a different way. So you needed some supportive therapies while you were going through these surgeries and, uh, you know, special ed um, until about, I guess, first grade. But you went to a special school from 18 months to three years old. And that was in the city because yep. it was a specialized program that it wasn't available everywhere. So I had to drive 45 minutes to, to take you to that school and back. And then after uh, the Sunshine Center, you went to a Montessori program. So mm -hmm. you were in early childhood through first grade in the Montessori program. Through, yeah, the first half of first grade. And then yeah. we moved. Yeah. Which worked well, but it was also an inner city school. I have a lot of, yeah, I've done research on, on that method since the whole Montessori philosophy. I think a lot of it makes a lot of sense, but. It's how you learned. Yeah, but. It that, worked for you. Right. I, I think there's a lot of validity to that sort of put them in a natural environment and and, and things will. Yeah. But you were an only child. Yeah, yeah. You've always kind of had an old soul like approach to things. Yeah. So it really was, it was good for you. Like I it went was, to a lot of different schools before I chose that one. Yeah. But it was in the city. It was in the city. They made, by, were mixing kids of different ages. Yeah. So by the time you were in first grade and the, you were in first, second and third all together. Yeah. Some of the older third grade kids. Uh, some of those kids were already selling crack. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're, they, <clears throat> They didn't have the easiest lives, no. some of them. Um, but it was a, and it was a magnet program. So there were kids from all over, mm -hmm. but it was also in the city. And so yeah. the neighborhood kids, I think, uh, went there. There it, were not a lot of other little white boys walking around. Well, well, in <sighs> fact, that was, um, it was a big shock for you when we went from that school to a very homogenized yeah. suburb. When we moved to the suburbs and went to school in the suburbs, that was, that was weird going from being, you know, one of three white kids to. Why did they call you cracker if there were two other white kids? Did well, they call you all two crackers? other white kids like in the school. Oh, but in your <laughs> class, you were the only one. For the most part. Yeah, there might have been a couple yeah. other people, but nobody says that to a girl, you know, like that's. I didn't know really what rude. cracker was until like we moved to Florida. I, I mean, didn't nobody, know a lot of these terms. Nobody said it Florida, to me, but, but then yeah, I did hear cracker. We, can I finish? We uh, moved to Florida and there was a big bulletin board that said cracker festival. And I was like, wow, they really embrace their racist bullshit down here. Like that's, that's, that's a pretty different terrible. Thing. And I learned that cracker is somebody that is from Florida because the crack of the whips supposedly of the cattle drives or whatever. Um, but in Kansas city, cracker means white person. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really understand that. And not at the time, Yeah, but, you're like, but it wasn't a big deal either. I it was just kind of, they were like, Hey, yeah. there's that cracker. Let's <laughs> ask him for the markers or whatever. Right. But it, it started to get a little rough in the classroom that, um, oh, it got really rough. The behavior, uh, with the other kids turned and, into a rumble a few times. And so that was not a good place for you. No. And we moved across the state line into, uh, like Kansas I, into the, <laughs> very um fancy 
neighborhood that we did with with a great school. So that was always where wherever the school was, I would find a house or an apartment or whatever around there. We mm-hmm. lived in the nicest place I could afford in the best school district. And that really guided my life until, you know, you were 18 and and graduated. So you have gone to some very good schools. Absolutely. But it doesn't always show now. Yeah. <laughs> but you've gone to some very good schools. Um, yeah, it was definitely a culture shock. I think there's a big difference between going to a school in the city and then transferring to, like you said, a very uh, homogenized suburb. Well, the first day that I picked you up, I remember you got in the car and you were like a little freaked out. And I was like, how did it go? How was it? And you asked me, what did they do with all the black kids? <laughs> like You were very confused that you went from this school that was all black. Sure. And then you're in a school that, you know, it was completely opposite, right? They had very few black people. And that, that for you, even though you were the little cracker from the glass, was a huge culture shock. That was not comfortable Absolutely. for you. You were more comfortable with the city kids. Um and I think I even still though you am. were a different, yeah, even <laughs> though you were a different color, because I think it was just a a more comfortable culture. And mm-hmm. so then, you know, when you because, uh, you know, your mama's a little street. And so once we were in the fancy pants neighborhood in the suburbs uh, of Kansas and all the women in mom jeans decided they didn't like me. It, it was uncomfortable for both of us, but it yeah. was a good school. So you went. it was a good school, but those kids were not nice. They were not. Um, they you were know, they were much more hoodlum yeah. than the actual kids that were selling crack at the other school, which is another lesson that I've learned too, right? Like my mobster friends I've trusted more than the socialites that yeah. I've known. Don't judge a book by its cover. There's always more going on. I still managed to make friends with the black kids mm-hmm. uh, throughout my whole childhood, even if there was only one of them in the in the school or in the neighborhood just because yeah, you did I'd gravitate feel, towards yeah toward more black we friends just got than, along better and yeah. you know they didn't uh pick on me for the same reasons and i kind of understood where they were coming from so you know i don't know there's just there's a little bit of a they didn't common pick ground. on you for the same reasons <laughs> they what what different reasons did they pick on you well the, those kids generally didn't pick on me i don't know why um Maybe probably because they, they had were, real problems. Well, when you have real yeah, problems, right. you, yeah, you don't you go messing with other people. Other nonsense. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think that's something that could be good for, for people to experience to an extent. It's just seeing what the differences are in different, you know, segments of society as far as education. But goes. what about bullying? You have in your notes, is bullying productive or can bullying be positive? Well, what, what does that mean? Sometimes I, you know, should bullying be encouraged? No. Do we need to eradicate it completely? I also don't think so. There's a lot of comedians who have takes on this, and I I generally kind of fall in with what they're saying, which is, you know, if it reaches a point of being in, you know, danger or severely affecting your mental health, then, yeah, something needs to be done about that, you know. And this is, you know, someone who was a victim of bullying for up until I was probably, you know, 17. Mm -hmm. So I get it. It's not fun. But at the same time, you learn sort of how to 
react to that because not everybody is going to be your friend. People aren't always going to treat you with dignity and respect. And you can't just demand that because you're a human being. You have to earn it to an extent or, you know, figure out how to, how to push back, how to defend yourself. And I don't necessarily mean physically, although sometimes that you don't have much of a choice, but it's, I think, you know, if, if kids aren't exposed to that, mm-hmm. I think they just, they grow up soft. I think they definitely are soft. And when um, when the kids had to stay at home during COVID and parents were like, oh, you know, I've run out of things to entertain my kids. Why are you entertaining your kids? Right. Your Why kids are, should be entertaining yeah, themselves. Like, give them a book. Give them a broom. Give them, you know, something. I don't. I was Send them never, outside with a stick. My goodness. <clears throat> like, what has happened to these kids? No wonder Generation Z or whatever we're on yeah. is so problematic with needing all of their, their safe spaces for everything. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, you know, as Chris Rock said when he was talking about this topic, he said pressure makes diamonds, not hugs. So... Yeah, but also, you know, when the teachers are the ones doing the bullying. Well, that's a that's a different that's a much deeper you, problem. You had that situation and then that asshole thought he was going to bully me as well. And I don't think that went down the way that he envisioned it. But um, yeah, so so I, I don't agree that bullying is positive. I don't think the bullying is. I think peer correction. R- well, right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't yes. think it's positive. I do think to some extent it's necessary i do know that uh you know when you bitch slapped that kid in second grade third grade whatever it was i didn't have a problem again exactly so you know they wanted to talk to you a certain kind of way and then all of a sudden you slapped him across his face like a little bitch i don't advocate that reaction but i've had that reaction more than once and uh it and he he had instigated it for a long time Mm -hmm. you took responsibility you apologized like you knew that wasn't the way to handle it but um and i remember after that you asked if you could call me and the principal said we are not having him call he asked to call you uh, because you were upset you were upset that you had lost your cool right and you knew that you weren't in trouble because they knew that wasn't how you acted and the other kid was an asshole and all of that but you wanted to talk to me because you were so upset about it to being pushed to that point which was really kind of dangerous for you as a kid, uh, you know, because if you got into a physical altercation, it it really could have hurt you or killed you. You have um, two separate catheters that go straight into your brain. So um, so I was a little more concerned about the bullying with you uh, for those reasons. I mean, it, it, went good re- it got bad. For and her from a while. the teachers also. Uh, but I'm concerned now about the reports of teachers not concerned maybe more curious about the reports of teachers talking about things that they didn't talk about so much when I was in school I'm not sure they talked about them when you were in school I don't know if they're talking about them now or if this is a bunch of political bullshit so you know we keep hearing about CRT which you know critical race theory that was not like that is a theory that was discussed that is not part of curriculum um well and hang on and then you know the whole sexuality thing like in florida especially we have the what the um opponents call don't say gay bill Mm -hmm. where the you know kids at what third grade which isn't really what it says but yeah right but the public school teachers are not supposed to discuss any type of sexuality with kids that are younger than whatever age it is 
Yeah, I think it's third grade. Third grade. So, you know, that sounds normal. But then also when you talk about that, okay, so I don't want that teacher talking to my kid about religion either. To me, that's inappropriate. I will take my kid to whatever church or synagogue or mosque or nothing if that is my choice. But in mid the Midwest and in Kansas, we had many teachers talk Absolutely. about Jesus in the classroom a lot. Well, and that was okay for some reason. Because they just they there was no one to correct it. There were, you know, but uh, even that poor little kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, aside from the Middle Eastern kids, which there is a healthy population of in that right. part He's of the country. He's trying to fast and she's trying <clears throat> to feed him because she doesn't understand that's part of his religion. Yeah, Ramadan like, that's, was that's not okay. Was interesting for him. She felt <clears throat> so bad for him. And I was yeah, like, that's like, not how it no, works. I'm eating. I just don't eat throughout <laughs> the day. We eat late at night and early in the morning, you know, so um yeah well i can understand talking about religion in the context of like history or you know from an objective perspective but yeah when you're just spouting off your opinion because mm -hmm. you know that you're in johnson county kansas well, and no one's going to tell you different and then different you also issue. had that i believe it was the uh science teacher that had some warped theory about lesbians that he decided to share with the class oh, I, I remember him yeah, yeah so there are a lot of things going on that i don't necessarily agree with however you know i did have a relationship with you where you would come home and tell me or i would ask well, you yeah or i mean meet at the, a certain point like when they're really young then yeah those are things to be concerned about by the time your kids you know 14 and up they should have the judgment to know yeah. What's you bullshit? Know. What's not? Right. What you should tell your parents about. Yeah. And it, and if they're unhappy in the class for whatever reason, then the school is usually willing to accommodate that so that they don't get sued. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, th th there are ways around that problem. I think I don't always think legislation is the answer, but, you know, it, it's interesting because school has a lot of similarities to prison which is something that we discussed in a another episode check it out well in that go ahead well it's just you, you have a captive audience at least for the majority of the day and they all kind of have to figure out how to go along with each other how to deal with authority you know fit into the system like it's a lot of the same types of structure conformity it's, right an it, institution of conformity that so, a lot of people have said that part of our problem with the public school district is that it was not created to create critical thinkers that are then going to question government and everything else it was created to create workers to educate them enough to be able to have them uh be a workforce that could you know measure things and do simple math and whatever um, right. So, you know, I, and again, I don't know what validity there is, you know, behind that. Like, what is the motivation? Some of that does make sense. Is that still the motivation? <clears throat> I don't know. But sending your kid to public school and then complaining that they're an idiot, you know, that's your fault. Maybe as a you're parent. an idiot. That's, that's your what, fault yeah. as a parent. I did not expect <clears throat> the public school to do my job and to teach you absolutely everything. You know, I still took you places and we had conversations and we read books and we looked at art. And we went shopping and did math and 
Uh, and I knew what was going on mm. in, in your school. Yeah, you either foster your child's education or you don't. Right. Or just, you um, know, their whole upbringing. So, right. you know, these teachers going, oh, I had no idea what was going on. But now all of a sudden my kid is 15 and I'm pissed off about what they're learning. So for this whole time, you, you had no clue. Yeah, that doesn't. But why don't people talk about that? They're just blaming the teachers. Oh, these teachers, they all want to groom our kids to be non-binary. And well, I mean, yeah, because that's that's what's easy. You know, that's, I think teachers just want your kid to stop acting like an asshole and yeah, learn how to do division. Pretty much. I don't really think they give a shit about their sexuality well, that much. Well, and then some people right, are unhappy with the public school system, so they take their kid and they're, you know, $40,000 that they're sitting on, and they put them in private school, mm -hmm. which a lot of people think is a, a better alternative. Well, I And you've worked in respectfully that. Respectfully disagree. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've seen that system inside and out. And first of all, the majority of the private schools in the United States are re religiously based because they're religiously funded, and, you know, that's not always a bad thing, but it does create a certain type of, Spit there's not a lot of objectivity in an environment like that. You know, they're not learning necessarily facts. They're learning whatever that sect of but that, that wants is, them to learn. That's also true in public education and how it differs across the United States. So, you know, when I had my niece come live with us and she had been educated in Sedalia, Missouri, mm -hmm. her electives were, you know, how to diaper a baby and how to, you know, do domestic things, like whatever it is they thought. How to blow up your house, cooking math. In that, in that region, like whatever, you know, they thought was appropriate. Whereas when she came to Naples and looked at the education system, you know, we wanted to teach her marketing and uh, economics and, you know, things like that. And so so there is a reason to have the Department of Education at a federal level having some type of guidelines sure. because of that. Uh, some people just agree with that in itself. They think it should all be regional. Well, good luck if you're moving from That's, one place to yeah, another that, that, for the I, military jobs, whatever else, and, uh, and you can't compete or keep yeah, up. That That's never going to work. It's just but not. Some of it does need to be local because, you know, you may be learning different things or in different ways in different parts of the country. Well, I mean, yeah, there just there has to be a baseline of priorities, I guess, is, you know, what. Yeah. Like kids in Mississippi should know how to do the same things as kids in New York. You just it's right. You can sort of, you know, doctor it a little bit based on their environment. Are you measuring <clears throat> bagels or shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> it's all so. different. So another thing, why why does the public school system end at 12th grade? And if we suggest that we might have more free education after that, that is socialism. K through 12, perfectly acceptable. We do that all the time. Of course, that makes sense. Anything after that, oh my God, here comes Marx and everything is over. So like what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand people that. People don't read. People don't do research. They don't understand what socialism actually is. Public school, K through 12, is, is social, socialism. Yeah, it's a socialistic program in you itself. Know, so our federal highways yeah. and some of that is good for our country. Post office and all sorts of other things. Yes.
Well, we do have kind of a blended system here that people like to ignore. But so do you think that our country would be in better shape if we had higher education available for free? Absolutely. So why are we not doing that? Because the colleges make a lot of money and they like that. Colleges, colleges, and, you know, and their the, tuition, the booster programs. I think and, the lids off all of that now too. People are starting to get wise. Well, Although they, I, I don't like the movement against college. You know, talking about intellectual elites all the time in such a negative way. Smart people are not the enemy. We need people smarter than we are smart to study people, stuff and figure stuff out. Smart people are not the enemy, but there are a lot of people who consider themselves intellectual elites, and they're just they're rubbing everybody the wrong way, and they need to learn a little more about social skills. And we do need more plumbers and electricians and all of that. Yes. But, uh, you know, you were not into sports or shop or building things. You were more academic. You know, you were more hyperverbal. That was your skill set. Sure. So college is for some people. College was always, I think, on your trajectory. That's just your skills and how you function. I think it's a good idea as far as the environment is concerned, but the financial aspect and the the emphasis that the public school system Puts on places college. on college yeah. and the expectation of you just need to get your do your four years and get your degree and then everything's going to be fine. Yeah, that is not true. Open up to you. They need to tell these kids the truth and then let them make an actual informed decision about, mm. you know, is it worth me taking out this loan that I'm going to pay off for probably the rest of my life or, you know, working my butt off to get this scholarship but it or used all to these be the system. I think even when I graduated, now I wish somebody would have had an entrepreneur conversation with me rather than me thinking that you had to go get a four-year degree and then probably a master's or PhD or whatever, to, right. you know, to be successful at the level that I wanted to be. Um, I think I could have just done better starting my own business much earlier on. Um, but I don't know. I forgot what I was saying with that. What was I saying before that? Uh, the, the expectations after you get out. And oh, that used to be the expectation. So it used to be that not everybody went to college. So right. there wasn't that much competition. And if you had that degree, it was going to translate into something. Uh, just like you could have one job and support your family, mm -hmm. even if you didn't have a college degree, but you were going to make more money if you had a degree. So that's how it was packaged to me. It wasn't like you have to have a degree to survive. It was, you know, you want to make 20 grand or you want to make a hundred grand right. because this is the difference. Yeah. So, I, you know, and I can appreciate that, but now we're at a point where, you know, 30 years later, the job market's overcrowded mm -hmm. and underpaid. Everything costs more. You know, most of my supervisors don't have a college degree. So it's, you know, it, it it just it depends on the person and what they want to do and what their skill set is. And, you know, just my thing is tell people the truth. But do you feel better equipped, uh, better prepared that I have a degree for life because you have a degree? I think it will. Yeah. Achieve me a certain baseline of, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to hit the same lows as someone without one who's going through. A rough time, mm -hmm. um, just you, statistically. But you could also go back to school and become Doctor Joe. I could also go back to like school, your mother but wants again, you to. I want to take out a loan, or I want to pay off for the next fifty years. 
So <clears throat> I don't know what that says on the mic, but you have to enunciate so that people can understand you. They heard me. Okay. It's you know the the school system of they did they do this with every level of education. When I was in elementary school, all I heard was how they need to prepare me for middle school. Middle mm-hmm. school is to prepare you for high school, and oh, it's going to be different. This and that, you know. Yeah. In you high school, they're not going to wait for you, and they're not going to cater to you. And I'm like, right? Actually, in college, they do cater to yeah. me because I'm paying for it. Right, and yeah, and they then treat they said me like that an in adult. high school, and then right, they said that in high school about college. Then I got to college, and I'm like, oh, they don't care, like. Yeah, they've got your money. The professors are trying to sleep with me in a more outwardly way than my high school teachers were. I unfortunately did not have that experience, but um, I don't know what to tell you. you If you didn't get it passed down through the DNA and you haven't picked up those skills, it's not going to happen by now. You're either a good student or you're not. Mm -hmm. And someone can be a bad student in high school, but a great student in college. You know, it's a different environment. Well, it's how you learn and all of that stuff. And just because someone's a bad student doesn't mean they're a bad person. You know, one of my best friends dropped out at 16. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. He does stupid things, sure, but... Well, and <clears throat> I am a middle-of-the-road educated. I have some college, but not a degree. And I think I'm much smarter than most of the people around me that are highly educated. Well, just and on that's a the thing. General functioning level. There's a difference between being educated and being intelligent. Mm-hmm. So. And I also learned how college works because I helped write curriculum for uh, a college that a PhD <laughs> presents. So I don't have a degree, I can write the curriculum. But I can't present it without at least a master's. So, uh, you know, and the curriculum was vetted and all that. It's not like I put it on a napkin and I was like, hey, here you go, Dr. So-and-so. <laughs> go talk about this stuff in front of the, the class. Right. But I did not know that. And so, um, you know, it's another situation of I wish somebody would have told me that if you have the experience, the intelligence, the drive, whatever, the lack of a degree doesn't necessarily hold you back. There are other ways around it. So I do still present to college classes some of the curriculum that I helped create. Um, and I'm very proud of that. And I know that it pisses you off that you went to, to college and did the work and graduated from the same college that I now present at mm. <laughs> without a degree. It would piss that's off just about how it is. 30 million people in the same situation, but... You know, but that that well, but that's another thing that I have started to figure out is that if you don't have a degree, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't achieve the same thing. Right. It just might take longer right. and you may have to work a little harder. So I had it in my head mm. that it, it was going to hold mm. me back Which, too again, much. They don't tell you right. in school. Well, we learn. We live and we learn. But I think the biggest thing that you learn is the restraints that you put on yourself are just put on yourself. Like you said, you you know, a college degree may make entry to things a little easier for you. But if you really want it, you can still have it. Uh, You can also always go back to school. You know, whether that's a trade yeah. or, or a college I'd or like whatever. I'd like to at some point. I don't think it's practical right now, but... I don't mean just you. I mean, I could go back and, yeah. you know, learn nursing you know, or whatever. Higher education is, a, a, most of the time, a wonderful environment for just, you know, breeding creative thought. Um, unless you're a comedian and then you, you don't want to go somewhere else. But it's something that 
it's just, and you, you got to decide for yourself. So I think there's a difference between education and a degree, right? Mm -hmm. uh, street smart, book smart, all of that. And, um, and the world has changed. And so we do need more trades, but let's, let's stop bashing college, please. Uh, I think it's still very necessary and uh, very valuable. We just have to do it in smarter ways without all of these huge loans and fake promises and, and all that. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. All right. Looks like you're starting to fade out. So I think uh, this is a good place to end it. So thank you for listening. I hope that we educated you. If not, maybe you're just dumb. I don't know what to tell you. Stay smart unless you're stupid. Peace out. Please make sure to download and listen to SOB on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.